welcome to Meet the PAs podcast. Hear the experiences of seasoned PAs, up-and-coming development of policy from industry leaders, and the exploration of those new to the career. Interviews done with a Canadian twist at Maple Syrup. Hello, everybody. Rachel and I are coming to you again uh, today from the Kappa Conference in Ottawa, and uh, we're here today with Natalie Pinkier, and she is her your official title. Natalie is the Director of Communications and Stakeholder Relations of Kappa. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. Well, welcome. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Okay. So, um, tell everybody just so they know what what exactly does your job title mean? You do at Kappa. Um. Well, a lot. <laughs> no, actually, we're um, we're a small group. We're a small team. Uh, we like to say we're small but mighty. Um, there's five staff. One is part time. Um, so, in my role, really, I oversee all of the communications and marketing initiatives for Kappa. Um, I also have a role to play in advocacy and, and stakeholder relations. So, developing new relationships, um, affiliations with medical associations. Um, you know, some of the other healthcare um, representation, like the College of uh, Family Physicians of Canada, um, the uh, Royal College. So um, that entails most of my role. Um, I do um, daily communications with the membership. Um, uh, I mean, you name it. I, you know, there's not one hat that I typically don't wear. <laughs> but that's not to say that, you know, all the staff work very hard. And many of us have various roles. For example, our manager of operations is also our manager of certification, Sandra. Um, and then, you know, we've got a great team, Christy and Kendra, and of course, Patrick, our executive director, provides great re- leadership for the association. So. And how long have you been with Kappa? Oh, since 2011. A long time, yeah, actually. That's so a, a long, long time. time. Yeah. It's kept me busy. There's always <laughs> lots to do, lots of challenges. It's always exciting. Uh, especially with the burgeoning profession, such as business and assistance, and, and seeing that the work that you're doing is really making an impact. Mm-hmm. So. Does, does your role end up being pretty political? And it being that you're dealing with stakeholder relations, I imagine that you're dealing with a lot of politics. Yeah, definitely. So because advocacy is one of the priorities for our memberships, it's in fact the most important priority identified for our members. We spend a lot of time um, in advocacy. And that includes government relations primarily. So um, recently we hosted uh, a PA Awareness Day in Ontario. We have another one coming up in BC. We've already done one in Ontario in the past and one in BC. Uh, looking at spreading that out to other jurisdictions as well. Uh, Manitoba, New Brunswick, um, you know, other provinces where we see there might be an opportunity. So, and, and you know, that's not to say that um, other provinces that we haven't mentioned are not a priority as well. When we see opportunities, we do take them. For example, we did an advocacy campaign for Quebec mm-hmm. recently, um, where our chapter president interviewed for Radio Canada and met, you know, with some of the key political representatives. So, um, I'd say on a weekly basis, our executive director is flying across the country, meeting with various stakeholders, um, you know, governments, uh, some of the stakeholder groups. Uh, sometimes I'm participating in those meetings and, and helping facilitate the discussions. Um, and then sometimes I work behind the scenes to help make it happen. And, and, you know, of course, that we need to acknowledge our volunteers as well. We have a very dedicated board of directors. 
and a lot of our chapter representatives or chapter presidents are really inter- like really instrumental in those discussions, and they are actually our boots on the ground, so they can see what's going on across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, just PAs in general. Uh, at our lobby day in Ontario, we had uh, 70 PAs. The BC lobby day, um, we did have a strong political representation at our actual lobby event. We did have some MLAs, members they're different acronyms versus in different provinces. They're, they have the same role. The same role. But okay. So MLA's members of legislative assembly. So essentially we didn't, we had some attend, but we didn't have the representation that we anticipated. There was another event coinciding. However, we did have a number of your political staff mm-hmm. who did attend the event. We had some great discussions. Um, and then we had a number of individual meetings with uh, the Liberal Caucus um, and, and the ones that had the uh, portfolio, um, the standing committee for health. So, great discussions. Yes. And how did it go in Quebec? Uh, so, Quebec, we didn't do a PA awareness event. Um, we actually did an advocacy campaign where we did a social media campaign. Uh, we launched a press release. Um, our Quebec chapter president was available for interviews so mm-hmm. in Canada. So, it, it was exposure, but on a smaller scale. But it was still visibility. Mm-hmm. And um, from my perspective, any visibility is good, good. provided that it's positive. For... You know, most PAs are not very political, and we're not politically very inclined. Could you explain what the goals of a lobby day are, how they can be impactful, and, and how we can become more involved into that to be impactful while we're there, and maybe encourage more of us to take a day off work to go to them in the future? Certainly, I can answer that question. So I first of all, I just want to say I don't think it's just about lobby days. I think there's lots of other things that PAs can do other than lobby days, because obviously it's not a reality that people can get the day off work and attend. And, you know, they might not even live in a jurisdiction where they can travel and they can't afford to travel and and all the expenses associated. Um, When you're at a lobby day, I think the most important thing is is it's not to be rehearsed, right? It's um, PAs know that they're doing good work. I mean, it's been demonstrated in the recent Conference for Canada studies. I mean, it was just really affirming what we already knew, but we needed some sort of national um, study, some seed study that we could move forward with and, and uh, something we could use when we were discussing with government and stakeholders and even the public and the media and showing that PAs are, do add value, they're cost effective um, and they improve access. So it's, I mean, one thing is knowing the messaging. Um, so when you are having these discussions, whether you're going to a lobby day, whether you're meeting with an MLA or an MPP or whether you're meeting with, you know, um, an employer, the most important thing is to use these messaging and, and just to um, to help you explain your value. But really, I think personal stories are more important um, and personal um, circumstances. So, for example, if you're working in a particular setting and you're gathering statistical data and you know you're making a difference, like, for example, um, because of you being introduced in the program, now you can do home care visits for seniors, which you were never able to do before. Um, there's been other studies where they've demonstrated wait times have reduced by half in the ER. So those sort of statistics that you can gather and that you can bring with you to these individual meetings will really speak to the need for PAs. And I think it's really important to have evidence and to demonstrate that to political representatives, uh, stakeholders that you're dealing with. So are you recommending, are you hoping that more PAs can actually start recording data and evidence within their own practice? I mean, that would be ideal. Uh, Not necessarily everyone is able to do that, um, but 
we really would encourage that. I think we're starting to see more and more people do that because mm-hmm. you're starting to see more people uh, conduct studies, research. Um, some people don't have a research background, so they're just basically tracking their activities, tracking their tasks, and demonstrating how it's adding to the practice and helping mm-hmm. improve patient care. So I think all of those examples that you could bring forward are great. They may be anecdotal or they may be for a specific circumstance, but any evidence that you have to demonstrate, I think that's really important. And absolutely, we encourage PAs to keep doing that. I mean, that would that it's just a complement to the study that we've already done. Mm-hmm. And for those PAs who are interested in contributing and trying to do that, are you available and is CAP available to help guide people through that? We're certainly available to help guide people. Um, we are not, our mandate necessarily is not research. Right. That is why we hired the Health Employee Canada to do this work for us, because we just don't have the expertise within our association to conduct research. Um, in terms of any help that people need and support, an example is for National PA Day that we have coming up, which we'll talk a little bit about um, uh, when I present an advocacy presentation on Saturday, but we have a toolkit that we put together for our members. So we realize that we need to do a lot of advocacy work but we also if we are asking our members to go out and advocate on behalf of their profession then we need to provide them with some um, tools that they can use right right so mm-hmm. they're very good at communications they're very good at advocacy and others aren't included in that is a presentation a slide deck um, that talks about the value of PAs uh, describes the profession in a little bit of detail it's just very generic but it also has a lot of key points um, posters um, uh, taglines for social media some of the, a video that we yeah. have now, and we also produced it in French, which we'll launch tomorrow as well. Um, That's really exciting. Yeah, yeah, so these are all visuals, and um, I, most of the tools that we've developed are, are largely for either face-to-face presentations or social media. We're finding uh, more and more social media is becoming the preferred method of communication. Right, um, for sure. It's affordable. I mean, it doesn't yeah. really cost anything. Right. Um, it spreads right. the word quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the ability to control the message to a certain extent. Um, and it's easy, right? And if we have all of these tools available for the members. And it makes it easy for us to be more be more of an advocate if we're doing it on social yeah. media. Because it doesn't take very long. We're all on no. social media anyways. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I think you'll find very few PAs that aren't already on social media. So, um, And in speaking towards the toolkit that you have put together, I mean, Rachel and I haven't used the video, but we did meet with an MPP in Ontario, and we did use the slide deck presentation. And ultimately, it was... I, I don't know if the MPP found that the slide deck was as helpful to him as our conversation, but it certainly made us feel really comfortable. Okay. Yeah. And it, it gave, gave us, us the confidence. It gave us the confidence and ability to go in and speak with him because without your support and that toolkit, we we probably would not have reached out to him. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's really refreshing to hear, actually, because it, and the one thing we do is we try and, and, and we listen to our members. We try and put things together for our members to help them and for them to help us. But it's really nice to hear the feedback as well, which we don't hear a lot. I mean, we do hear from some members saying, that was great, thank you, appreciate it. Or, you know, maybe we could use this, or maybe that wasn't so effective. But really the feedback is important, because ultimately I think we have the same objective here. Yes. We want to advance the PA profession across Canada, right? right? So we're working towards the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And so I think, yeah, PAs really need to work with CAPA and make CAPA stronger and help us get where we need to be or where we want to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, off of that, how
How do you feel that, uh, you know, speaking of social media and advocacy, how do you feel that PAs have been perceived in the media five years ago compared to now, and where do you see that going? Um, I think the conversation five years ago is, what is a PA? There's this new profession, this is a PA. So, um, very basic, introducing a new health profession, there's a bit of a buzz around this new health profession. Um, Not really describing the roles effectively, but just, you know, basically giving a high-level overview. Now what I'm seeing is that um, PAs are, there's a clear understanding of what a PA is. I mean, there's still lots, lots of work to do in, in educating and raising awareness, but more the more and more people that I talk to, um, they understand what a PA is. And I think when you look at any of the media articles that um, are published, they're much deeper. And there's a focus on, okay, how are PAs are helping? Um, PAs are cost-effective. Where are they working? So more in-depth analysis. The next stage that we'd like to see is that, um, you know, PAs are doing great work in this specialty. You know, um, PAs are weighing in on this issue. PAs develop a new strategy for senior care, mm-hmm. right? Like the next, and it's a natural evolution, I would think, too, as well as as the profession starts to grow. Right. Yeah. It expands. And we'll have probably, the bigger we get, we'll have more of a voice. Yeah, right. right. I think that's a and more thing. influence on health yeah. policy. Right. Numbers make a difference. Yeah. Can you speak to some member benefits that are available to people but are seem to be underutilized or that people are unaware of? Uh, well, we have um, quite a few member benefits. Um, I think that the, the most important ones are um, liability insurance is huge. So um, that's one of our most valuable member benefits. Um, we've recently negotiated a rate, like in the last few years, mm-hmm. so that it's actually the company that we're working with that's half the cost of what it was previously. Okay, wow. Yeah, so I mean, um, and, and that's full coverage for our members. It's $10 million per instant, tail end coverage, um, legal expenses, so it's full coverage. Um, and I think what we really try and do is communicate to our membership how valuable it is to have liability insurance. Because some policies, some plans, cover a group healthcare yeah. providers and you know if that policy is maxed out what do you do to protect yourself right so it's really about PAs informing themselves how they're covered if they're covered under liability insurance through their institution where they're working if not they should consider really looking into liability insurance in the future so, so off of that um, speaking for myself I tend to have a big concern about individual liability insurance and my concern comes from my origin in the states. It makes complete sense that you should have the, you know, if, if coverage is going to run out on the group plan, there's going to be a problem, yeah. right? So that makes complete sense that you want to have more coverage. Yeah. My concern ends up lying in the fact that everything done needs to be done in conjunction with the physician, mm-hmm. but the lawyers don't care about that. So if I have a different plan than my supervising physician, we're going to have different lawyers. Mm-hmm. And their job is only to protect me, and the other lawyer's job is only to protect that position. Mm-hmm. And in actuality, in practice, we need to act as a unit, right? We do not act individually. Mm-hmm. So if we are up against something, we should be on the same side. Mm-hmm. But if we have different lawyers, we're not on the same side. Mm-hmm. Because the lawyers don't feel it's on the same side. Yeah, they, they protect the individual. Right. Yeah. So what? what is your... What, what is your say to that? What is your view on that? Is there a view on that? Is there a concern about that in Canada? Well, um, to be honest, I haven't heard that concern yet. I think you do make a fair point. Um, In terms of um, 
there just hasn't been enough incidents in Canada. So right now, our life, I haven't heard of any incidents. Well, I mean, there has been incidents in the past, but in the last few years, I haven't heard of any incidents involving fetus. So, I mean, ultimately they report to the supervising physician. You're right. The working conjunction with the physician, you should be on the same page. But at the end of the day, I think you also need to, I mean, you should be working in unison. You should be, um, you know, the lawyers obviously are going to defend the individual, but I think you also need to look at protecting yourself as well, right? So it, it's it's kind of, um, it's a balance. It's like, if you, if you compare it to like house insurance, for example, um, or car insurance, right. it's like you have to have it, right? Because you're putting yourself in a dangerous situation every day when you get out there. You could lose something or you could hurt yourself. And you, so you need to have it some juncture and, and and that doesn't necessarily that only protects you right as an individual right I mean so I look at it as that way I think you know it's worth investigating it's worth asking those questions of, of Marsh is who we work with and they've been very committed to us and loyal um, and actually we've just renegotiated another policy with them for another year so um, with, with a fair competitive rate but um, and we were really happy about that because and the rate that we had awesome. before. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're very happy about that. And, I, you know, we're always working towards our, our members and trying to offer them the best benefits, um, the most affordable benefits, right? So, yeah. I mean, we have lots of other benefits that uh, people can take advantage of, like home and auto insurance as well. Um, I've heard some instances where kids have actually called the personal and got a much lower rate than with their employer. So wow. just because of it's a different plan with a not-for-profit organization. So you always have to look and see what's available. A recent trip I took to Florida, I was able to use, you know, the national car insurance, and I saved myself $300. So not car insurance, sorry, car rental. Car rental yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's little things like that that might not seem like a big deal, but we have a full page and of, of member benefits. There's also, um, you know, method, you know, suites, application stuff that you can use in your practice, tools, uh, practice resources, discounts off practice resources. So it's worth going to the website under the member section and checking out what's available. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. and then and for the insurance, you would have to contact the insurance company. Directly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they can always make a call to us and we can help facilitate that discussion for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the full, full policy and details, it's important to speak directly to the broker. Yeah, because it depends on your specialty and yeah, of course. Um, so what do you need from the Kappa members to make your job easier and make this advocacy goal more um, effective? Effective. <laughs> I, you know, I would say communication is the big thing for me. I think we need to have two-way communication, so not just us throwing stuff at the members. I would really like for the members to pick up the phone. Okay. They have an issue. Call us. Um, they need something. Because even if we can't help, I mean, it's worth asking the question. Or maybe there's something we can do, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that would make my job easier. And just knowing what would be useful. Yeah. Because Don't just grumble about it behind the scenes. If <laughs> I'm terrible for that. I think we're I won't actually say anything. I think it's all such a silly thing to it's do. human nature to be like that. I think nothing's going to change if you don't say anything. Nobody, and, and, you know, there's some people that do. There's some people that call us whether good or bad post stuff on social media email us um and we always try and respond honestly fairly um you know we try and do the best we can with our resources to provide what we can to our members 
I mean, things aren't perfect. We're a small association. We do what we can, mm-hmm. for sure. But um, we, we definitely want to hear from our members. What's your favorite part about working with Kappa? Uh, <laughs> travel. I, I, I do like to travel, for sure. It, it's, I, I really like our annual conferences. I think that's my favorite time of year is our conference every October. Um, although it's a lot of work. And I think any of the other staff, if you ask them, they would tell you the same thing. Although it's a lot of work, the actual conference itself, it's just so much fun. Um, you get to see all the members. You get to see you know, how far um, we've come mm-hmm. as an association, as a profession. The caliber of speakers that we have, the talks, I feel like every year it's getting better, like the content, the CPD. Yes. Um, I think that we're introducing new fun activities now, like our gala. Like last yeah. year, the first time we had a gala, and it was just so well received. At first, people weren't sure. Um, you know, things like this, like people coming and doing podcasts, our app. I don't know if you've checked <laughs> it out. Yeah, the app. awesome. Yes, have the app yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, I, I just, I, I feel like we work towards that every year, and then we start to do introduce new and fun stuff. Um, a lot of the marketing and communication stuff I love. Like the advocacy, like putting together the tools for the membership, um, going out and doing the, the, the lobby day events. I really enjoy those because you get to see everybody come together for the same purpose, and I really feel like it has an impact. So, I think it does. It does. Yeah. so if anybody has any further questions or wants to get in contact with you, how, how should NST you here at kappa acamca <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so yeah, much. And we'll so put much. your, we'll write your email also in the description so perfect perfect or you can find me on facebook on the social media page on the perfect okay on the social media linkedin are you on linkedin as well yes actually and you'll hear more about this tomorrow or not tomorrow saturday uh we've just uh started a linkedin group so before we were just on uh facebook and twitter but now we're going to put up a professional page uh we have a cafe page it's already ready to go wonderful okay everybody everybody go on linkedin and yeah the cafe page and if you're here not on LinkedIn, you should really reconsider. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being here, Natalie. We appreciate Thank it so much. Thank you. Meet the PA's podcast is sponsored by pahelpers.ca, where you can find all your Canadian exam prep needs. If you enjoyed this podcast, please visit us at mtppodcast.com. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe, and we would love your feedback.